April the 23rd, this past April 23rd, I taught a message called, We're Not an Audience, We're an Army. And five days later, after I preached that, my brother was killed in an accident. Five days after that, I had open heart surgery. I spent the next couple of months recovering and just kind of in a haze. And as I began to get better, the Holy Spirit continued to minister to me about this truth and about this message, and I just haven't been able to get away from it. And so I want to take time this morning and just stir in you the truth again that we're not an audience, we're not here to watch things happen, that we're an army. The Bible very plainly says that we're soldiers in the army of God and that we've been called to be an army, an army for good. And the Holy Spirit just has not let me get away from this. As we move out of summer, as we move into fall, as you get back into your routine, I want to strengthen you and encourage you with this truth. I want to read to you this morning out of Acts 10, 38. Listen to what it says. It says, How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good. Now, I want to stop right there just momentarily. Don't miss this. It says that Jesus went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Here's the first thing I want you to see, and I want to encourage you in. Okay, we're not an audience. Now, I don't know what kind of church you grew up in, but I grew up in a church where a lot of times, and I'm not blaming anybody, but a lot of times we went to church to watch people do ministry. We went to watch the clergy. We went to watch the choir director. We went to watch people do what it is they were called to do. And sometimes we kind of felt like spectators. All right, that's not who we are at Tulia Christian Fellowship. All of us are in the ministry. The Bible says so. All of us are in the ministry. So you and I, and I'm, I'm including myself, we're not an audience, we're an army. We're God's army, and we're an army for good. Jesus, your Savior, your Lord, went about doing good things. Now listen to it again. It says, God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power who went about doing good. Is it going to stretch you too much for me to say that God has anointed you with the Holy Spirit and with power, and he wants you to go about doing good things? Now, of course, I know you're not Jesus, but I believe you have the same Holy Spirit he did, correct? Okay, you've been anointed just like he was anointed, correct? And you've been asked to do what he did. Your Lord and Savior went about doing good. Now, listen to this. As you allow God to transform you, it makes you better able at helping others. It allows you to bring the grace of God into other people's lives. Let me read to you out of 1 Peter chapter 2, starting with verse 13. Submit yourselves for the Lord's sake to every human authority, whether to the emperor, now we know we don't have an emperor, we have a president, as the supreme authority, or to governors, we have governors, who are sent by him to punish those who do wrong and to commend those who do right. Now, I'm reading, I, I'm read, I want to bring this to you in context. Here's what I want you to see. You know what the Spirit of God is saying very simply? That authority is of God. 
governmental authority is of God. And the Bible says that you and I are supposed to submit to that governmental authority. And actually, the Bible says very plainly that you and I are supposed to do one thing when it comes to governmental authority, and that is we're supposed to pray for them. That's what the Bible says to do, that you and I are supposed to pray for those that are in authority, that we will lead a godly life in all quietness. It says that. Now listen to the next sentence. He says, for it's God's will that by doing good, you should silence the ignorant talk of foolish people. Hey, does anybody in here know any foolish people? Yeah, yeah, boy, some of y'all raised your hand pretty fast, right? Okay, now if you're young, parents don't take that personally, okay? The kids are like, man, I know some foolish people, right? Okay, now how many of you would say that other people would raise their hand and include you in their group of foolish people, right? Okay, now, now listen to this. Don't miss this. It says, for it's God's will that you do good. Now, this is so simple. I mean, I, I, I'm not laying anything heavy on you today. It's very simple. There's not a Christian in this room that would not say, Pastor, I want to be in God's will. I want to be in God's will. Listen to what it says. It says, it's God's will that you do good. Now, it doesn't say be good. Don't miss this. It doesn't say be good. Well, God wants me to be good, right? No. It says that he wants you to do good. Do good, and that when you do, you'll silence the ignorant talk of foolish people. What does that mean? Well, that's those folks in your life that just quite don't know about you. You know what I mean by that? That person that, you know, they heard that you're a Christian. They heard you go to Tui Christian Fellowship, but they quite don't know about you. Well, it says right here that if you'll go about doing good things, if you'll recognize that you're part of God's army and we're an army for good, that when you do that, it's going to silence your critics. It's going to silence those who don't quite know about you. Listen to the next thing it says. Live as free people. Do not use your freedom as a cover-up for evil, but live as God's slaves. That means a love slave. Show proper respect to everyone. Love the family of believers. Fear God and honor the emperor or the governor. Now, I said back in April that as a church, there's about 300 of us at Tui Christian Fellowship. This is our second service. Next weekend is first Saturday, and we're going to have a Saturday night service and two on Sunday, and we're going to have three services next weekend. There's, there's about 300 of us. And if everybody showed up at one time, we wouldn't have room for everybody. Uh, last Christmas, we had about 500. At Easter, we have about 500. But let's just stay at 300 for, just for what I want you to see. All right, somebody came up to me at the, after the first service, and they said this, Jesus changed the world with 12 people. And there's 300 of us. And if we recognized that I'm part of God's army, an army for good, and we go out of this place today, and we take the goodness and the grace and the love of God to our jobs tomorrow, we take it to our homes this afternoon, we take it to our friends and family, think about how many people have the potential to be changed. If every one of you did one good thing this week, and many of you do way more than that, but if you did one good thing, 300 different people are going to be impacted. Now, don't miss this. We're a force for good. As a church, we're a force for good. Listen to this. Stop praying small prayers. What do you mean, pastor? You know what I mean. You pray for us four and no more. 
Now, I do a lot of praying for us four and no more. Actually, it's not four anymore. It's seven, I think. I pray for us seven. I do a lot. Listen, you're supposed to pray for your family. God's called you to that. There's nothing wrong with that. But stop praying small prayers. Let me give you a simple example. I know six young pastors that pastor six different churches. And they're, one of them's in Canada. There's a couple of them in El Paso. They're in Hamlin, Texas. They're in Midland, Texas. I know six pastors, young pastors. And every single week, I pray over them. This morning in my quiet time, when I got up and had my coffee, I lifted those six pastors by name, their churches by name, and I prayed over them. And I prayed that they would be strengthened, that they would be encouraged, and their hearts would be filled with faith. Do you know why? Because I want my prayers to be bigger than just Tulia Christian Fellowship. I want my prayers to be bigger than just Tulia and Swisher County. Now, I pray over this all the time, but I want my prayers to be bigger bigger okay we just prayed over the hurricane i don't know about you but that can seem a little overwhelming to me you know lord move on the hurricane and we know how widespread the devastation is how large it is how big it is and we can think sometimes oh i feel really small when i pray for the hurricane it almost maybe doesn't make any difference but here's the difference we serve a really big god amen And so when we pray that God moves in the hurricane, when I pray for other young pastors who are pastoring churches, my prayers are bigger than they were before. Can I encourage you? Stop praying small prayers. What if you picked out one person and you begin to lift them in prayer, somebody you've never prayed for before, and you begin to pray over them, and you begin to ask God to touch their lives and change them? If every one of us did one person, let me read you another verse. Listen to what it says in Galatians 6 verse 9. I love this, by the way. Let's not get tired of doing what's good. Again, I'm trying to keep it pretty simple. I believe the Holy Spirit's trying to keep it pretty simple too. He says what? Don't get tired of doing what's good. Don't get tired of doing what's good. Can I say to every teacher in here, don't get tired of doing what's good. Can I say to every Power Kids and Grand Zero volunteer, I know it's all good today, but in three weeks, you're going to be ready to kill them. <laughs> right? Yeah. Don't get tired of doing what's good. Don't get tired of doing what's good. At just the right time, you'll reap a harvest of blessing if you don't give up. Oh, isn't that good? Can I encourage you not to give up? Well, pastor, I don't have a big bank account. Or, pastor, I don't have any way to help anybody big. You know as well as I do. It's not about being big. It's about doing something small and how I can change somebody's life. Don't miss what it says. Therefore, whenever you have the opportunity, you should, we should do good to everyone, especially to those in the family of faith. Let me just remind you one more time. Let's not get tired of doing good. Can I just encourage you this morning? We're not an audience, we're an army, and we're an army for good, amen? All right, let me read you another statement. We're supposed to share the hope that's on the inside of us. Listen, we're a part of Tulia, Texas, we're a part of Swisher County, but our church becomes the church when compassion goes beyond what we're doing right here. Y'all, I know y'all know this, but folks, this is supposed to be bigger than these four walls, isn't it? Yeah, it's supposed to be bigger than what's going on right here. We're supposed to file out of this place and take what God's doing in our lives and do something good for someone else. Listen to what Hebrews 13, 16 says. You're going to like this. It says, and don't forget 
to do good. Now stop. I don't want you to miss this. It's too good. The verse I just read in Galatians says, don't get tired of doing good. Hebrews says, don't forget to do good. Don't get tired and don't forget. Now, I know how you are. You're just like me. You have days where your knuckles are dragging, right? You know what I mean, your knuckles? Like, like they're dragging. I can't get down that low, okay? But you're tired. And sometimes we can get in that place where we don't care anymore. But the scripture very plainly says, don't get tired and don't forget to do good, to share with those in need. These are the sacrifices that please God. Now, gosh, don't miss this. It says that when you do good and you help somebody else, it pleases God. I don't know a Christian alive that doesn't want to please God. I know many of you have even asked that question of yourself. How do I know if my life is pleasing God? It's very simple. Are you doing good for somebody else? Hey, I wonder what the will of God is for me. Well, I just read to you the will of God is that you do good for someone else. Now, we're talking about the will of God, and we're talking about you pleasing God. How do I please God, Pastor? By doing something good for someone else. By being an agent of good. By being a part of God's army that's good. Now let me show you some very simple things. These are silly. They're almost too simple, but here it is. The first one is smile first. What do you mean, Pastor? Well, when you make eye contact with somebody, smile. What's that about? It takes less muscles to smile than it does to frown. Some of you need to tell your face right now. Smile, amen? All right, the first thing is to smile. The second thing is say hello first. Hey, how are you? Man, it makes all the difference in the world. Pastor, that doesn't make any sense. Yes, it does. Smile first, say hello first. Then the third one is take time. What do you mean? Take time to talk to people. Take time to reach out to people. I know all of you are in a hurry. All of you have things to do, but take time. All right, the next one, the last one, is to honor favor. What do you mean? Well, the Bible says that God's favor is on us. How does that work? Well, that means people want to help you and want to do things for you, and sometimes there's no rational reason why. You're in line trying to get into traffic uh, if you're merging, and you know how sometimes there can be, now not here in town, but in a bigger city, there can be a line of traffic, and you can't get in. When somebody slows down to let you in, that's the favor of God. And all you do is just acknowledge. You know what I'm saying? Well, how do you acknowledge? You just nod your head and wave. Hey, thank you for letting me in. All right, now don't miss this. Smile first, say hello first, take time first, and honor favor. Listen, small steps make big impacts. We're an army for good. We have an opportunity to impact our friends, our neighbors, our family, Tulia, Swisher County. We have an opportunity. Let me read to you out of Psalms 37. Psalms 37, 3 and 4. Trust in the Lord and do good. Then you will live safely in the land and you will prosper. Take delight in the Lord and he will give you your heart's desire. Let me read it to you again. Trust in the Lord and do good. Don't forget to do good. Don't be too tired to do good. Trust in God and do good. You'll live safely in the land and you'll prosper. Take delight in the Lord and he'll give you your heart's desire. Now listen, I'm not insinuating this morning that maybe God's unhappy with you because he's not. He's not. 
Okay, I'm not saying that God's mad at you and you've got to do something so he's not mad at you. It's not true. I'm in Walmart yesterday and I'm picking up a few items and there's a lady behind me checking out and she has a basket with three boys. And the boys, I think the oldest one's maybe 10 or 11 and they're kind of pretty close to the age and her basket is like loaded. I mean, you know, it's just loaded. And I didn't see a man with her. He's probably working his third job to buy groceries to feed them three boys. And so, and so while I'm in line, you know, I look, I'm kind of looking back at him, and here comes one of them, and he's holding three little cans of bean dip. Okay, y'all know what bean dip is? We eat bean dip at my house, okay? My wife loves bean dip. Now, I know it's nothing but grease, but she loves it. Well, you know, it comes in different sizes. Well, this boy's holding three cans, the little cans, and he's kind of got them stacked, and he's making his way toward the basket. Do your kids ever do that? You know, I try to do it to Vicky. It's like, man, I'm going to sneak something in the basket, and, and when we check out, she always sees it. So he's moving in for the kill, and one of his brothers says this, No, she's mad. <laughs> I burst out laughing. I burst out laughing, and I'm bad anyway because I talk to everybody, right? She kind of looked at me, and I thought, oh, she is mad. (laughs) She is mad. Have you ever tried to, you know, when you were a kid and you needed your parents to let you do something, you always gauged what kind of mood they were in? Right? You, you know, you knew. Well, you know, that's what this boy did. See, he misgaged her mood, and, and, and he's trying to sneak in three cans of bean dip. I almost thought, give me that bean dip. I'll just buy it for you. But I, I knew I'd get in trouble with her if I did that. Now, listen, that's not how God is. I'm not asking you to become an agent for good so God will be pleased with you. He loves you, and he's proud of you, and he's glad that you're his child. But what we do is we move out of that thing of being an audience and we stop watching ministry and we start doing ministry. And we recognize I'm not too tired to help somebody. I'm not going to fall into that. I'm not going to forget to help somebody. And then the third verse says to trust in the Lord and do good. And it says that you'll live safely. God will bless you and prosper you. And he'll give you the desires of your heart. Years ago, uh, I used to follow a man, listen to him read his books, named Zig Ziglar. Some of you may have heard his name before. He has since gone home to be with Jesus. He was not a preacher. He was a motivational speaker. And uh, in the latter years of his life, if you went to one of his seminars, he concluded the seminar with giving his testimony. And he would get up and simply share the gospel. Now, he wasn't sharing the gospel with just Christians. It was business people. And he would always end the seminar saying how Jesus had changed his life. Well, he had a book out that I read years ago, and I've listened to some of his material, and he said something that I never, ever forgot that I want to pass on to you, and here's what he said. He said, if you'll help enough other people get what they want, you'll get what you want. Let me say it again. If you'll help enough other people get what they want, you'll get what you want. It's very simply Luke six thirty eight. Give. And it'll be given unto you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over. Listen, God is a giver. Okay? The devil's a thief. And men are hoarders. Let me say it to you again. God gives, the devil steals, men hoard. 
Listen, it doesn't matter how much you have, our fleshly tendency is I want more. No matter what you have, I've got to have more. Because our tendency in the natural is to hoard instead of to give. And it says right here that if you'll give, that God will give you the desires of your heart. Now, let me close with this. I just want to bring you back to the beginning. We're not an audience. We're an army. We're God's army called Tulia Christian Fellowship. And you and I have an opportunity to go from this place and be agents of good, agents of righteousness, agents of life, and see people around us touched by God and changed. Amen? Bow your head and let me pray for you. Father God, I want to thank you this morning for the simple, powerful truth that you've called us to be an army. You've called us to be soldiers. And we're soldiers in an army that's an army for good. Father God, I pray every person in this room is encouraged. Every person in this room is strengthened. Every person in this room's heart is filled with faith. And that we're not too tired to to do good. We don't forget to do good because we know it pleases you. And that it'll silence our critics. Father, thank you for what you're doing in our lives and in our church. In Jesus' name I pray. And everybody said, amen. Amen.